Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. freedom in the building tonight spirit the spirit that revives restores and renews is here and I love that when God I hate to say when God shows up because he's in us so I don't like I don't like him showing up that insinuates he was not here <laughs> he's everywhere all the time number one number two we are the church he's inside of us when we come together, we experience a greater level of awareness of his presence. We, we, we're more sensitive to the God who was always with us all day, all week. <laughs> so I don't want y'all thinking, God is at live. God is at live. No, God is in you. You brought him. That's why he's here. Thank y'all for the six people that's clapping on that. God is not at live. You, he's in you. And because you're here, he's here. Look at your neighbor and say, thank you so much for coming tonight. Yeah. I don't want you. I can't wait to get to live. I can't. No, I can't. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to experience his presence, to experience anything. We experience it to a greater degree when we're all together, of course. It's like playing basketball by yourself or playing with your team. It's just... You know what I'm saying? There's more reinforcement, more you can do, more. But it's not that you can't play by yourself. I still got a jump shot. I still can shoot. I still can dribble. But when we all come together, we experience him to a greater degree. So I sense his presence to a, a greater degree uh, tonight. I don't want anything to be wasted. When we experience high levels of spiritual sensitivity, when you feel that warm fuzzy, I don't, care, I don't know what y'all call it. Some people call it goosebumps, whatever. It's just the presence of God. Always look for what he's trying to do in you. Because God, nine times out of nine, or nine times out of ten, is not just trying to make you feel good. So don't just take all the feeling and don't take no impartation. I love that every service we've had to live to my, from my perspective, and I could be biased, has been amazing and incredible. And I love it. I love what God is doing. Y'all ain't even got to clap, but thank you for the claps. I think God is doing something unique here, right? But it's not just to feel good and be unique. He's imparting something unique. He's imparting unique seed. So we should start seeing unique fruit. I know God is in live or whatever, not because of the times we have here because of the results of your lives after. Oh man, y'all don't. We're not doing hit to hit and Wednesday to Sunday and Wednesday to Sunday and just barren on Monday and barren on Tuesday and barren Wednesday during the day and barren Thursday and no goodness, no patience Friday and no humility on Saturday and no fruit of the spirit Sunday night. The purpose of these moments is not feel good, it's impartation. So I'm going to ask you early, but you can just, I'm going to preface it so you can just note it. What are you taking with you tonight? What are you taking home? We're not doing religious church that feels good and just shouts. I'm not doing that. 
I'm not going to impress you with my teaching and we just, oh, the pastor's food. No. Impartation. I need change in my life. That's why I'm here. Are you understanding? What are you taking tonight? What are you taking with you? What seed are you going to cultivate? I say things over and over and over again sometimes because the first time you hear it, it's a seed. The second time, I might be watering it. So don't get bored like, okay, as we go. No, no. Did you, are, you, are you going? Do, is, your, is your seed budding yet? Are you springing forth going forward? You don't have the luxury to get sick of hearing something again and again if you have not manifest what you heard. So maybe I'm shining some sunlight on it this week, or maybe I'm pouring I don't know, but sometimes the same seed need attention. The church moved from seed to seed, no water, just seed, 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 conference, this conference, this conference, seed, 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 and you just walking around just constipated, just... not doing that no we're gonna grow we're gonna be fruitful in the name of Jesus look at your neighbor and command them say I command you by the power of the Holy Spirit to be fruitful and multiply Y'all, y'all sit next to the wrong prophet. That's what's wrong with you. You should have sat next to somebody else. If you receive that from, even from your neighbor, clap your hands and say, I am fruitful. I will multiply. I am fruitful. I will multiply. I am fruitful. I will multiply. For we are good ground. As you go, as we go, as we go, He'll perfect things concerning us. It don't mean chill. It ain't perfect yet. He's going to handle it. It's cool. It don't mean be lazy and comfortable. But it does mean you don't, have, you don't have to have it all together right now today. All right? It might happen today. might happen tomorrow. might happen next month. might happen next week. might happen next year. Your job is to be towards. My job is to go towards. Everybody say that. Your job is to go towards. That's it. Your job is to go towards. And as you go, as we go, it says, as we go. So it matters who you with as you go. I'm going to move this quickly tonight because my reviews, y'all didn't even let me get a scripture out Sunday, so I'm not doing no demonstrations. But just, just, for, just for a memory's sake, just look at your neighbor and say, I'm still a hundred. Good God Almighty, I'm trying to... <laughs> I took a hit Monday and Tuesday, but I came back Wednesday on a hundred. Y'all quiet. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Woo! Just say, still. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> As we go, as we go, ask, seek, and knock, right? Ask, seek, and knock. People are still having issues with this because it's not in the nature package to like to ask. 
Yeah, it's not in the nature package to, to like to ask anybody for anything. Pride is in the nature package. And when I say pride, you're like, I'm not pride, huh? Don't defend yourself. Just be open like, God, could that be me to any degree? If I got 2% pride, where is it? If I got 200, I know it. <laughs> but don't get offended. It's, it's in your nature. You're all, you, you, if you start falling off with God, you're falling towards pride. It's the anchor of the flesh. The flesh is anchored in pride. So don't be upset if I, when I say pride. I'm not conceited. I, that's shallow pride. That's the corny overall movie description. I'm talking about nature. There's something in us that's moving towards self-sufficiency and independency from all things, including God. Again, I'm going to counterculture, so let me chill. So ask, seek, and knock. Asking is a part of life that God sometimes doesn't release things until we ask because it does something in us when we ask. It's not about the thing. Can I get a ride? Yeah. You can get a ride, so it's not about a ride. It's about what asking does in you. Because it's not fun to ask. It's not fun to seek. It's not fun. So the Lord tells us to do that and do with it because it works something in us. Not just humility, a lot of things. Uh, uh, diligence, patience, uh, um, uh, uh, skills. You learn how to, people skills. You learn how to talk. What was you going to say? Just yell it out. Long suffering. That's definitely one that it works. It works. Asking and getting to know is like, ooh, asking, getting to know. Ooh. You have to keep asking. You can't be like, God, I done asked 17 people. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got 10 more no's so I can get all that out of you. <laughs> and then on that 11th, I'll let you have it. God had to harden Pharaoh's heart. Because he's about to let him go every time. I got to go back up the steps slowly. So Pharaoh wasn't this evil. No, no, no. Pharaoh was about to let him go. God. Because I need to do something in Moses. He think I can't use him because he's this, 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 study. So say no so he can say something again. I know the Bible. I know theologians say that Aaron spoke for him a lot. I got it, y'all. I got it still. I need to do something in the children of Israel. I need them to see something. So say no again so I can make it all dark. Hold on. Say no again, Pharaoh, so I can make all the water blood. Say no again so I can send all these flies. This ain't, this ain't for y'all. This is for my kids. My kids are so stubborn. They need to know I'm God. Okay, y'all quiet. So say no again. Let me send them locusts. Say, say no again. Let me send them frogs. Bible says that he did all that to show his children that he was God. He wasn't trying to win the Egyptians. He sent them through all them plagues so the children, his children could look out the window like... Great is our God, and greatly to be heard. 400 years, and you ain't seen God. Of course you ain't. Go I got to prove to y'all who I am real quick. So I need to show you me on another level, so you need to get a couple of no's in your life. Ooh. Yeah, you need to get a couple of no's, because ever since you was a kid, you whined, and you got whatever you wanted. I need to get the wine out of you. 
Because life don't respond to whiners. You understand what I'm saying? So God is working some things in us and out of us, which is why we get rejected. Stop saying they don't like me. They probably do. Maybe God said, tell them no. Never mind. Crying who won't let you in their little corny clique. You heard that word? I lean back for that. Corny clique. It's not rejection all the time. Sometimes it's protection. Sometimes it's direction. You don't want to read with them for real. Because what I'm about to do in your life in the next couple of months, they can't even handle. Never mind. Woo! Ask, seek, knock, knock, knock. Who you with? Who you with? That's what we're talking about tonight. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who you with? Got to know who you are. That's where the whole 20 came from. Know who you are even though you've been stumped on. Do not define yourself by what you made it through. If I stumped that 20 and picked it up and it was a five, then you can be, you can, I became my pain. You, you understand what I'm saying? I, I, I became what I went through. Don't change who you are. Remain who you are in anything. Know who you are. Know what you have. And know who you with. Let me get to this really quick. So who you with? It's so much that I want to say, but Sunday is Palm Sunday. So I'm going to try to finish this and, and, and go to Palm Sunday and Easter and all that great stuff. But I hate breaking up this, but I'm just, amen. Let me try to finish this tonight. Action neighbor, who you with? All right, friends matter. I can talk about families. The Coleons got a certain thing, protection, because you, you, you with the Coleons. Uh, family is one thing. Friends is another thing, because friends are who we choose. So that's what I want to talk about. Family, you don't choose them. I know some of y'all wish you could sometimes. <laughs> Every Christmas. Oh. Every Thanksgiving, you invited them. You invited <laughs> so you don't, you don't choose family, but you choose friends. So friends are more of a reflection of you than your family. Oh. There's a lot of family members I'm nothing like. But there's a likeness in all the friends I choose. You can look more like your family, but you are more like your friends you choose. Oh, this is getting good already. There's something similar. There's something common. There's something that connects us that makes me choose a stranger to bring close to my life. What is it about them that's in you that makes you choose a stra that stranger to come close to you? What in you is drawn to something in them? You need to know that. Or you just connected and don't even know, don't, just, just don't even know. You could be unequally yoked. <sighs> so friends, first scripture says he that has friends must first show himself friendly. We said that. A man that has friends must show himself friendly, right? I'm not going to break everything down, but I'm like, okay, if Jesus is the way, how do I, Jesus is the way. Everybody say Jesus is the way. I know that's counterculture, but you'll know that after that. So if Jesus is the way, how do I show myself friendly? How did Jesus show himself friendly? First of all, Jesus was on assignment, so he was a little different. A little different. A little different. But the way he gained a following was not just teaching, but serving them. Uh-oh. How do I show myself friendly? Do I come in you in? I'm smiling. This ain't friendly to you? No. That's not how you show yourself friendly. That's how you show your smile to somebody. Show yourself friendly by serving them. Peter, let me get on your boat. He finishes his sermon. Peter gets fishes. 
his boats overflow, his friends' boats overflow, Peter like, yo, follow me, man. We can chill together. Yeah, I'm with you, bro. Because you served me. Uh-oh. You served me. You gave to me. Give to the person you intend to bring closer. Ooh. I don't care if it's a compliment. Start there. Compliment, a good word. Like, hey, I always notice you keep yourself pretty. I appreciate. I don't know. But give to the person you intend to bring closer to you. Stop looking at people as objects of what you can get from them. It got quiet to my left, and I don't know why. Right up in here, I feel silence. Silence in a do 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 Oh, it's an empty seat. That's why. I'm sorry. <laughs> my sister started dodging. She went all the way to the ground. <laughs> Stop looking at me as an object of your desire. That's why God said, hey, get rid of that area. Set your affections on things above and look at people purely. So keep your desires here and keep your relationships pure. Nobody should be your object of desire besides Jesus. The, I feel like running. Jesus the Christ, son of the living God. Stop looking at me as the object of your whatever you want from me. Because we can never have a pure relationship. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, but it's true. It's true. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. The first picture, I know we, talk, we saw, saw this picture a billion times. The guy's jumping because his friend made the shot. You know your friends are really your friends if they can handle you winning. You can go to the next picture. Oh, no, stay here for a second. Stay here for a second. Yeah. If you're down and out, strangers will come. The good Samaritan will come to a stranger to help them. So you don't prove you're my friend when I'm down, even though I appreciate you being there when I'm down. That don't prove you my friend because you helped me in my low place. I appreciate it, but that doesn't define a friend only. You're defining friends by your downs. If there's an accident on the side of the road, you at least going to slow down. And it's a stranger, it's somebody you don't know. But you see them down like, hey, can I help? Maybe not. A stranger feels that. So just because you come through for me when I'm down, don't check. Certified friend. No, when I'm winning. Ooh, I, got, I had to come down. When everything is going right for me. When I, y'all quiet. When my business is booming. When my family is blessed. When I got, when I got engaged. When I, can you celebrate me when I'm winning? Where my real friends at in here? If it ain't you, don't clap. If it ain't you, you better, you better not clap. Ask your neighbor, can you handle me winning? They so loud when you're sick, but quiet when you're healed. They loud when you're down. Don't get off my friend, but they quiet when you're up. They so loud when you look like you're losing. Whether it's to guard you, don't talk about my friend, or whether it's talking about you. But you quiet when I get back up. Because I'm getting back up. Be careful how you talk to a believer who's down. Because there's a third day for every believer. I feel like running here. I know it's close to Easter. I shouldn't have said that. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a third.
for you. You can get back up. 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 They throwing parties because you're down, but they don't know your third day is coming. All right. They laughing because your hair is cut, but they don't know your hair is growing back again. Y'all don't know Samson's story. I'm sorry. I thought I could just throw that out there. Tell your neighbor, it's coming back. It's coming back. My joy is coming back. My strength is coming back. My power is coming back. My influence is coming back. My authority is coming back. My grace is coming back. They can't handle you winning. Watch your friends when you win. Because of your friends, nine times out of ten, you have like and common goals. So if our goals are similar, we're both headed to the same place. But if you get there before me, never mind, see? I'm looking for friends right now that don't do music or church. I just want a hairbanger motorcycle rider with sleeveless leather vests. Like, how you doing, Ty? Fine. Because people can't handle me winning. As if I did nothing for you. As if I never acknowledged you, never helped you, never brought you with me. I'm sorry, I got personal real quick. What? And listen with your winning self. Don't you dare shrivel in their company. Be just as great as you want to be across the dinner table. Like, I'm fine. How are you? Minimizing yourself. Because of dysfunctional affection. If you love me, if you care. Nah, I'm not shriveling, man. God didn't make me to shrivel. He made me to prosper. He made me to be fruitful and multiply and flourish. Some of y'all are afraid to open up and be the beautiful flower you are because your friends can't handle your bloom. Bloom on them anyway. Look at your neighbor and say, bloom, bloom. Y'all not loud enough say, bloom, bloom. You out your mind. I prayed too long not to bloom. I've been through too much not to bloom. I endured hell. You out your mind if you think I come this far to shrivel up because you can't handle it. You better get yourself to together. If I don't shrivel in the face of evil, Why should I shrivel in the company of friends? Sit down, I'm finishing this tonight. Y'all not getting me stuck again another week. Can you handle this? Actually, neighbor, can you handle this for real? Because I'm winning. I don't plan on losing. I don't plan on losing. I don't plan on losing. I'm waiting to hear who's with me. I don't plan on losing at all. I said, I don't plan on losing. I, I plan on winning. 
don't you win and get new. And arrogant, that's what I mean by new. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you should get new. Let me say that. Let me just cut that cultural thing. You're supposed to be new. The Bible says you're new if you be in Christ. So don't be afraid of being new. I ain't going to say acting new. But don't get arrogant. That's what it is. Oh, you acting new. They mean you acting uppity and arrogant. But you're supposed to be new. We ain't about to have the same conversations. I'm winning. We up on another level. But don't be arrogant once you win. Tell your neighbor, stay low. All right, so he's, he's celebrating his friend. He didn't even make the shot. His friend made it, but he's jumping just as high as the friend that made the shot. Number one, because we're on the same team. Let's stay there for a second. Go to the next one. Uh-huh. Okay, so same celebration, different picture. Now, the first picture, his, he was facing him, and they were celebrating. He was making a shot backwards, I guess he saw. This one, they back to back. Right? I want to talk about it. And they still jumping just as high. Which shows me, now I'm just picking this apart. So don't, hey, people online and all that, don't, hey, I'm not saying it's the Bible. I ain't saying God. Chill. I'm just going by the picture. Just preach the word, man. You preaching basketball. Turn the channel. Y'all enjoying this? That's all that matters. That's all I'm talking about right there, y'all. You try to be a blessing to more people, and they just, I'm you just can't handle it. Anyway, now they're back-to-back -back celebrating, which shows me that it's not really about the guy that made the shot. It's about because you made it, we won. So he's celebrating like the, uh, the, uh, the accomplishment of like the assignment. It's not about the fact that you made the shot. It's the fact that a shot was made. And we're on the same team. If you make it or whether I make it, we're on the same. Okay. Why y'all celebrating that? That's great. We're on the same team. Cool. You need to know what friends in your life are there for you or for the team you want. Neither is bad. You just need to know he's not just jumping for me. Even though I made the shot. He wanted the same thing I wanted. You need to know who's with you for an agenda. I'm celebrating you because you fulfilled my agenda in winning this game. Oh God, it's going to get heavy before... Good to have you back, man. I love you, bro. I'm celebrating because you fulfilled my personal agenda. Because he didn't want to lose. It's not that he wanted him to win so bad. I don't want to lose, so I don't care who makes the shot. So don't think people are so don't think people are celebrating you because of you all the time. I do concerts all the time. People scream. I don't know if it's for me or because they came and they feel good and how I make them feel. So I fulfill your agenda in enjoying a concert. It don't mean you're for me. Who's in your life to be on the team? It's not bad. 
or who's in your life just for you. Got to know that. Got to know that. Because they'll be jumping. You're like, they love me. They love me. And then he get traded to another team, and he don't jump when you make the shot. It's very few D-Wades and LeBrons. Y'all quiet. It's very few D-Wades and LeBrons. They celebrate each other no matter what team they on, it seems like. Because they're into each other. They're there for each other. They are friends on that level. Some people are just there. You can go to the next one. To help build this thing you got going on, like scaffolding. I'm just here to help build this thing. Not even just build you. I'm here because we on the same, we got the same, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this too. Wow, really? Wow. So your connection is this, not this. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to make a podium. I want to make a podium too. Oh, man, how you doing, man? You good? Hey, I'm good. Y'all, this is the focus. Not each other. Which is why I get scared. I'm about to close after this, but I'm not. I, I get scared. When people start aggressively dating just to get married. Because now you made this a thing and not each other. Uh-oh. So y'all got the same goal just like the basketball boy. And the goal is marriage, not loving each other. Okay. And I know it's like, I'm getting older. I ain't got time to be dating people just to be dating. I need to date who I'm going to marry. I get that. But you shouldn't make marriage the object of getting closer to somebody or dating. That means you don't care who's on the other side of that table. You don't care who's on their knees in front of you. As long as they say, will you marry me? Because that's all you want is that. Oh, God. You should find somebody. Listen, I love. Oh, we got cool and we're growing, and I love them so much. I always say the best proposal to me, and I wish I could go back 22 years and say it to Shantae. The best proposal to me is I cannot live without serving you. Will you marry me? Because I just can't live without giving to you. I can't take another breath unless I'm helping you or serving you or loving you or giving to you. We don't say that. We just say, You make me feel butterflies. You make me feel. You make me feel. You could have married the, the wall. That's why people marry trees. We got, okay. People marry trees and oceans. It's okay. You ain't got to believe it. It's a little off to me. But they don't care. They want an object. That's what I'm saying. So why they look crazy, some of us do too. You didn't marry a tree, but you married Terrence. The tree. I just tried to find a tree, a tree in there somewhere. Because when it's about the person, no matter what the person goes through, I love them. If it's about the marriage, if the marriage goes through something, you're done. Never mind. That's what God said. I, listen, I'll let nothing separate me from loving you. I don't care what you, I'm not into your stuff. I'm in, good God Almighty. Your father is saying, I'm into you. Not your trials, not your success, not your failures. No matter what you go through, hell, I, I love you. Celebrate God for that kind of love, please. Let me get y'all out of here. 
They appear so close. It looked like it could be the building. So you go to college four years and y'all this close. But it's only because y'all roommates. After that, the scaffolding is gone. The purpose is fulfilled. Who are you without them? What were they there for? Let me keep it moving. Let me keep it moving. Yeah, let me keep it moving. <laughs> but with this, you got to learn. With friendships and relationships, you got to know who's there for you, who's really, really close. Like Jesus had the three disciples, but then he had the 12. But then only John was at the cross. So he had 70, then he had 12, then he had three close ones that can handle him on the Mount of Transfiguration. So these three can handle me in my glory. Right? But still, after that, only one was at the cross for his suffering. I'm not embarrassed to be connected to him in his shameful state. I'm not embarrassed to be connected to you even though your name ain't good right now. I, I'm not embarrassed to still say that I belong to him. So you need friends like that because your name might not always be good, but you need somebody to say, I'm still, if, if it's at the cross, I'm with you at the cross. Y'all ain't got cross friends, huh? You, need to, <laughs> you better find yourself some cross friends. So you got to learn how to handle people who come and go when they're scaffolds. Some people come, some people go. I got to learn how to enjoy you in this season while we're building something. And then after the season is over, I release you and, and be glad that we were able to build something for the name of God. Amen. It says don't befriend angry people. Let me move this quickly. This is good. Don't be friends with angry people. The next scripture, I'm sorry. Don't befriend angry people. It's your choice. It's your choice. The angry person will say, let's hang out tonight. Let's hang out tomorrow. Let's hang out Friday. Let's hang out Monday. Let's hang out Sunday. Let's hang out. It's your choice to befriend them. <laughs> Some of y'all scared. Yeah, okay. Let's go, let's go out now. <laughs> Don't befriend angry people or associate with hot-tempered people. Or associate with, this is so good, hot-tempered people. Or you will learn to be like them and endanger your own soul. Mostly for women I say this, but I'm not coming on, uh, on women. But that attitude ain't cute. Oh. All right. Normally, <laughs> yeah. Normally the churches are filled with more women than men. So when the preacher say something, and guys, you need to get yourself together, the ladies. Yeah. So I get more response from the women when I talk about the guys. But now I'm talking about the ladies, and the guys are like, yeah. I've been trying to tell you that for a minute, <laughs> fellas. Fellas! All right, just making sure y'all here. You ain't got to say nothing. I know she's sitting next to you, but just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> His right leg like, thank you, Jesus! Just the leg is praising. <laughs> just the leg is praising. Attitude ain't cute. Papa, she don't, don't mess with, she don't play. She don't. That, nobody like, don't nobody like that? Girls, I, I, I mentioned it last week. Let me put it up here this week. Let's go. It says, it is better to live in a corner of a housetop on a flat roof exposed to the weather than in a house shared with a quarrelsome, contentious woman. All right, fellas, y'all ain't got to scream because the ladies are like, Really? Really? Y'all ain't got to thank you, fellas, though. I appreciate it. 
And it was mostly single fellas, and the married fellas was like. What'd you say? Oh, yeah, right. You got to teach him about that. I'd rather be on a flat roof to the exposed Orlando heat. This proverb, this Solomon, he ain't had no air condition. He ain't have air condition. He said, I'd rather sit on the roof and be subject to the weather. Then to be in a house with a pop-off woman, just popping off. Why you? What's the problem? I'm, didn't I ask you? Oh, where the roof at? <laughs> Fellas, just said, oh, I'm looking. What you doing? I'm looking for the roof. Don't worry, I'm looking for the roof. <laughs> Yo, that ain't cute at all. That's not a way. A soft answer turns away wrath. Soft answer is that the humble approach wins a man's heart. Now, you're going to respect me. R-E-S-C-K-P-T. Find out what. It's, uh, like R-E-S-K-C-P. K-C-P. Stop playing. We in church. We in church for real. We in church. It's not cool. It's not cute. You don't demand respect being quarrelsome and attitudinal and angry. You don't get people to not mess with you by being fierce. You don't get favor like that. I, it never happened to me, but I, I would hate to see a woman popping off and her husband in the car and going off da 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 and don't you ever, I don't care, I don't care, leave, it's a leave. Pull up, can I help you? Yes, can I have a, um, So even though it's heated, you have the ability to be kind. You just choose not to, to me. You can pull up, yeah. yes, can I have two, uh, chicken, two chicken pot pies with the hot sauce and biscuit and jelly, please, and two napkins. Two napkins. What do you mean two napkins? What, what do you need to? You so nice. You be so nice the next time you pull up your husband working there. He done got a job there just to be nice to me. How you doing, baby? What you want? You want some extra sauce? I just, I just know that she was nice to the cashier. I don't want to get a job. Make your husband get another job. If that's what it takes to be nice, I'm working at Popeye's. It's over. Stop, y'all. We in church, for real. Y'all playing entirely too much. I'd rather live in a corner of a house than a contentious woman. And I know it's just women, but men too. You, uh-oh. Man, you don't get respect trying to be controlling. Ladies, all right, ladies. We are not about to do the battle of the sexes. Ladies, I respect you more if you scream on your own stuff, too. (laughs) 
This is like a political pep rally. Sit down, everybody, please, the word of the Lord. That's why they tell you, just preach the word. Don't even do that. Next scripture says this. It's another one. It's another one, I think. Is it or no? Okay. If you live without, oh, don't be fooled. No, go back, go back. That's all you got? I got another one. Proverbs 25, 28. It says, if you live, <laughs> it's up there? No. I don't know why. It's the one I gave you Sunday. It should be the, the, tech, the, the, the sermon I gave you Sunday. I don't know why. But anyway, okay. If you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper, you're as helpless as a city with broken down defenses, open to all attack. Yeah, let's talk about it. Oh, I wish I had a half hour more, but I'm going to get this in 10 minutes, y'all. If you live your life without restraint, not doing everything you feel, stop thinking feelings are law. They're not getting over on you because you turn the other cheek. I'm not saying literally get slapped. I'm saying if they get, all right, no problem, no problem. Okay, I just didn't, maybe I didn't understand. Okay, cool. That's restraint. Because you feel like, you know good and well you told me six. That's what you feel like. Never mind. Y'all ain't going to keep it real. Tonight. But restraint is, okay, maybe there's a misunderstanding. It's cool. It's cool. No problem. Restraint. If you live your life without stopping yourself, not having somebody stop you. You're not dogs. You don't need a leash. You know your limits. You should know your boundaries. You're not, a, you're not an animal. You don't need a chain. Don't go that far. Don't go that far. Don't cuss them out. Don't. Yo, come on. How old are you? If you live your life without restraint, thank you, and are unable to control your temper, temperance, fruit of the spirit, you're as helpless as a city with broken down defenses open to attack. So pop-off people are always under attack. Stress, loneliness, unhappy, can't, keep, can't sustain anything because you ain't got the attitude to keep it. But you're open to those attacks because you have no restraint. Restraint, Stop not doing everything you feel, protects you. Liv, you got to hear this. I'm going to say it one more time to this side, just like I did. Living with restraints and don't go that far protects you. It's like walls to a city where the enemy cannot penetrate. Because it's not about that person. It's not about the person you're yelling at responding to you. It's about you not having temperance and being open to other attacks. Now you got a tumor in five years. Sickness is open to you because you have no restraint. Because if you ain't got no restraint with your tongue, you don't have it in other places. If you don't have it in your attitude, you don't have it in other places. Never mind. So eating healthy is out the window. Sorry. Look at your neighbor and say, control yourself. 
the, Bible, the Bible, King James says, all right, it's 9 o'clock, let me go. A man that doesn't rule his spirit is like a city without walls. No city should be unprotected. And you should be guarded too. Not just the angels, not just the word of God protects you, not just the Holy Ghost and his, the shield of faith. Your self-control is a wall against. Yo, I know we don't like this. This is not fun. But one of the core values here is humility, so you're going to keep hearing things like that. All right, don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good behavior, good character. We say that, okay? Don't be fooled. Be not deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. So let me keep moving because I want to end this. I, I could, I don't feel like breaking down. No, I don't feel like it. Let me go. This next scripture I want to say, let's just put it up there. Y'all ready for a little more? Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Not the second part, the first part. Your friends are faithful in wounding you. Let's take it a couple of ways. Literally, of course. I like literally. Don't expect to have a friend that will never hurt you. It's unrealistic. Wrong side. Never expect to have a friend that will never hurt you. It says faithful are the wounds. That always happens. And it's wounds. So your friend might hurt you maybe twice, at least according to the scripture. Other translations say, faithful are the wounds of the friend, meaning like correction. Girl, come on, don't be doing that, you know. And that's like, oh, because that wounds your, you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, your agenda. Why did I even tell you? I don't even know why I told you I was about to do that. Because now you got me accountable. A friend is not always nice. And everyone that's nice isn't your friend. A friend is not always nice. I think I heard Bishop Jake say that. And everyone nice isn't always your friend. So you can't, again, you can't be feelings driven. You got to have discernment. Every real friend will faithfully hurt or disappoint you, but they never wish you harm. You got me? There's a difference between selfish and malicious. Some friends hurt you because they're just selfish. Or some people, they hurt you because they just wanted what they wanted. But they didn't wish you harm. You understand what I'm saying? I just focus more on me than how it would affect you. You understand what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean they're an enemy because they may do the same thing an enemy does maliciously. So your enemy's intention is to hurt you and to harm you and to disappoint you. But your friend could just be selfish and think about only themselves, and that'll harm you too. You understand what I'm saying? So you need to know which one is which. I don't think the selfish you throw away. I don't think you throw the selfish away. I think you have a conversation like, yo, my dude, you need to think more about me, and you need to think about others than you just yourself. That hurt. You ain't going to keep doing that, bro. Sis, you ain't going to, you understand, that's a conversation. I wouldn't throw that away. Oh, God. I don't know what y'all going to do. Y'all ain't got, y'all ain't got to keep them. Y'all like, please. Cool. I wouldn't throw the selfish away. Even in marriages, 
Sometimes a person cheats on their spouse because they're selfish. I just want what I want. It's not that I'm trying to, ah, I hate her. And a lot of women throw away selfish men. When you could have, never mind. It's quiet, but I've been through it, so thank you, Jesus. I'm good. Yeah, I know, I'm, t- I'm speaking from experience, too, as well. Man, this is tight. All right, so what y'all want to talk about? Joy? Joy! What y'all want to talk about? This is real life right here. This is what y'all face every time you leave, live. Every time you say, ah, hallelujah, when you leave, this is what you face with, and you don't know how to deal with it. You need to discern whether they're malicious or selfish. And if they're selfish, are they worth salvaging? Do I really want to fight to keep you or do I just chill? Because you're a friend. You don't have to be in my life. This is so good. I'm getting this. I'm listening to this tonight. Put this on the iPod, pad, whatever, tonight. Do do I want to invest some time and try to work it out with you? Because just because you were selfish, I don't want to throw you away. Me, personally, malicious, I don't have no time for. If you wish me evil, miss me with that. I'll see you later. That's me. I don't know how y'all handle malicious people. I can't, I don't have patience for them. Because if your heart is already set against me, there's no, we're not building nothing anyway. Woo, this is better than I thought. Y'all ready? Let me get y'all out of here. So, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Don't throw everybody out because you got hurt by them. Communicate. Talk, because you could be, never mind. Yeah, you feel me? You feel me? I ain't going to say it. As long as you know, I'm good. <laughs> you might, God might be giving you an opportunity to exercise the same grace he's given you. I'm about to help y'all. Can I help y'all with something? Never mind, never mind, never mind. What if, what if, camera people, what if? What if, this is not, hypothetically speaking, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So what if God puts you in a situation where you have to or should forgive somebody so he can be released to forgive you? Forgive us our debts as we forgive those. Now, I know that was before the cross. I believe after the cross, it's already done. But I was just saying hypothetically, for all you theologians. Maybe he's putting you in a position to exercise forgiveness, exercise grace, exercise patience, exercise mercy. If you drop everybody that hurt you once, you don't exercise any of those things. And that's essentially saying that you think you're perfect. You're essentially saying, I'll never do that to anyone. I never. So your pride makes you kick everybody to the curb that was selfish in a season. When it could be selfish of you to kick them to the side like that. Now let me get out of here because now they really don't like what I'm saying. Last, last three scriptures that I'm getting done tonight. Check this out. It says, this is how friends should be. Uh, oh, well, you can't see. As iron sharpens iron... So a friend sharpens a friend. 
Another translation says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another through discussion. I wish you could see it. Through discussion. So through our conversation, I should be sharpened. Look at your neighbor and say, make me better. Make me better. Ooh, when I hang up with you at the church tonight, I need to be better. At the end of our text log tonight, I need to be refreshed. Through discussion, you sharpen me. We sharpen each other. I can't, I'm not going to stay on that long, but I could. Next, two people are, two, thank you, two people are better than one. King James says two are better than one. They get more done by working together. Stop trying to do everything yourself. The Lord will share with me. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, y'all. So just go with me in my last five minutes in Jesus' name. Jesus minutes. Five Jesus minutes. It's kind of a weird analogy, but it was saying that people are ground and your vision is seed. Right? Your vision is seed. People are ground. People are going to nurture what you say and help you bring it to pass. Write the vision, make, make it plain so they will run that reading. Right? So if people are your ground and your word is seed, you need somebody else in your life to help you bring forth what you see for yourself. You need to converse with somebody about your goals, your vision, where you're trying to go in your life, and they, they are the ground. They're going to help you nurture it to bring it into fruition. That's why the Bible says two are better than one. Why? Because if one person falls, the other can help him up. That's accountability. Hold on. I thought you were starting your business this year. Where's the plans? You, ne you need the ground to speak. Are you understand what I'm saying? You ain't going to just tell me that and I don't, uh-uh. You told me so I keep you accountable. If you fall, even into sin or a lower level thinking, I can help you up. Because it's bad to be on your own thought processes and not know it's lower. Yeah. But it is bad for one person who is alone when he falls. No one is there to help him. Somebody say accountability. Tell one more person, help me, help me up. An enemy might fight. An enemy might defeat one person, but two people together can defend themselves. A rope that has three parts wrapped together is hard to break. Three-fold cord is not easily broken. Right? If we get in a fight, if I'm by myself, I can lose. But if I'm with you and we fighting together, we can win. Whether we're fighting a disease and we're praying about it, whether we fight. You understand what I'm saying? Two is better than one. Look at your neighbor say two is better than one. All right, let's go. Everybody's standing. The Bible says, I got one more scripture. I got one more. Thank you, though. I got one more. Stand. That'll help me not really, like, prolong it. Knock, knock. New opportunities are on the horizon. New opportunities you will face this year. New doors you will knock on this year. You gotta know who you are. Gotta know what you have. You gotta make sure you know who you with, or you're with the right person. The Lord told me to share this with you guys tonight. It says, "He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him freely also give us 
things. So if God didn't keep his son from us, why would he keep a car? <laughs> What's a mansion compared to his son? Y'all understand what I'm saying? <laughs> he didn't spare his son royal supernatural blood. God let even his own son suffer for us. God gave his son for us all. So with Jesus, God will surely give us all things. With him. With him. Freely give us all things. With him. When you knock on these doors of opportunity and they look through the peephole, put Jesus in front of you. Y'all, because you're not going to get access without him. But with him, he'll freely give you all things. All things with him. It matters who you with. Jesus gives us all access. Jesus grants us all access. I said, Jesus gives us all access. If you're with the right one tonight, clap your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. I said, if you're with the right one tonight, clap your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. We're going home. I got to get out of here. With him, you freely have everything. No matter what door you knock on this year, if you got Jesus, you have all access. If you get a few no's, it's to develop you. It's to develop you. I saw a post that said, N-O means next opportunity. Or next option, something like that. So no don't mean it's over. It means, well, on to the next option. So I pray in the name of Jesus that new doors even open to you as you approach them. Like the Millennium Mall doors. May they open as they sense you getting close. Because you're not coming to the door alone. You're coming with Jesus. Clap your hands and say, I'm coming with Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.